The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Take Off with John Clark, and we have a very special guest, a Philly legend, and you're going to have a chance to see him and meet him once again. He'll be here in Philly in a week and a half. We'll explain that in a couple minutes. Nick Foles, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, Nick Foles, you're going to be coming to Philly August 26th at Xfinity Live for the FanDuel and 97.5, the Fanatic Fan Fest. We'll get into that in a second, but... I guess I got to ask you the question that might be out there. Are you retired? Are you hoping to play again this year? What's your deal? Yeah, I'm not retired. Um, I'm just sort of right now enjoying time with the family. Uh, you know, not really thinking about training camp. It's sort of, it's different and nice. Um, just enjoying time with my wife and kids. And But no, not retiring this year. Just going to see wh- where my heart is with everything. And it's been a, you know, I'm grateful for the career I've had. It's been a journey. Uh, all over the place, learned so much, met some amazing people, had some great experiences, also had some low experiences, but um, all in all, I'm super grateful for the career. And I'm not sure if this is it, but uh, the door is not closed yet, but just sort of enjoying where I'm at right now and just taking this time of, you know, now it's my kids' time to play sports and just watching them enjoy it. It's interesting. The other day on the preseason broadcast for the Eagles, Fletcher Cox talked about why he wanted to come back for one more year with the Eagles. And he said he talked to a couple of his former teammates who said they left and it's just not as good a lot of other places. And it was a mistake for them to leave. Did he happen to call you by any chance? You know what? I didn't I didn't end up talking to Fletcher about that because um, if it was really up to me, I I don't know if I'd ever left Philly. Um, I know my wife and I talk about it all the time. Um, there was just so many unique circumstances that made it so it was probably the best um, at that time to, you know, for the team and for me. Um, but Philly's always been my favorite spot, always been the team where, you know, I wish I could have stayed there my whole career. But the positives of going elsewhere was I, I met so many amazing teammates on other teams, um, got to live in other cities, be a part of those communities. And that's really unique. And those are the positives. But there's nothing like Philadelphia. Um, everyone always asks me, where's your favorite stadium to play in? What's your favorite team? It's like, there's nothing better than running out of the link and primetime game, uh, wearing the midnight green or the black. And I'm sort of bummed because now the Kelly green jerseys are coming out. And I was waiting my whole career to put on one of the Kelly greens. But I'm sure I can hit up Greg in the equipment room and have him send me one. Um, those are the sweetest jerseys, I think. I think you'll be able to get your hands on one. I hope so. I hope so. We'll see. I think I might still have some. They might still be able to pull a jersey for me every now and then. And when you come back to the link, when they have a celebration of the Super Bowl team, whatever happens with you coming back to the link when you retire, I'm sure you can be fitted for one. Yeah, uh, no doubt. I I can't wait for that that day, Um, whatever it is. I know I'll talk to Mr. Lurie and Howie about everything, but whenever I do decide to hang it up, um, I, I have a, you know, sort of longing to probably finish it as an eagle um if they'll have me um but that'll be a discussion for another day they're focusing on the season and 
there's so still some of my teammates there that are balling, playing great. Um, it's so fun to watch them just grow. I mean, their their season last year was outstanding. Such a great team that's young and also has great veterans on it. And those veterans are, you know, you got to have those good veterans on teams to help the young guys out. Yeah, so you're 34 now. When you see a guy like Jason Kelsey, who was your center, when you see him still playing, and he's kind of been like you, thinking about retiring every year, but what does that say about him physically and mentally still able to do this? Yeah, I mean, Jason is unbelievable um, physically, athletically, mentally. Um, one of my favorite teammates of all time. There's no one I trust more with, you know, playing on that O-line, making the calls, leading those guys. Um just being his teammate was really, really special. And he's always one of those guys I'll look at because, I mean, he's the guy that's making the calls. You're going up there, you're talking to him during the games, you're getting to know him in the locker room. And very very early on my rookie year, I got to know Jason. And um, it was really neat, you know, getting to play with him many years and two different stints and just watching him do what he does every single day. Is, I mean, he's unbelievable. And people don't realize – I mean, I think people do realize now how great of an athlete he is, but – I mean, we have clips, funny clips. I'm not going to name names of who he's out running, but he's out running like tight ends on screen passes down the field. And this guy's the center blocking and um, just and his personality is coming out on his podcast with his brother. And, you know, he's he's got a bright future whenever he leaves the game of football. I don't know what he'll do. Probably host like a reality show or something like that. But he's unbelievable. Yeah. So. I've seen Jason Kelsey in some circumstances. I'm asking you for a story here about Kelsey because I remember one practice. I saw him. Something wasn't going right, and he just snapped, and he kicked the heck out of a trash can. It almost went 10, 20 yards. Do you have any cool story of Jason Kelsey, maybe his passion and uh, even a little anger sometimes when something's not going right? Oh, I, I have plenty of respectful stories. Um, they're going to stay with me. The one, the one thing I'll say about Kels in a broad term is he's one of the only players I've been around um, that demands not only the respect of his teammates because a lot of people, you know, you didn't dem- demand the respect of your teammates, but I mean, coaches listen to him too. I know there was a time in uh, the 2018, 2019 season where it just wasn't going well. We were trying to get things straight at the end and. You know, he stood up and spoke to the, you know, offense, including the coaches. They were included in this conversation and they weren't the ones doing the talking. He was the one doing the talking and very respectful, but very firm. And uh, let's just say he lit a fire in everyone and in the right way as a leader would. And that's we went on to win three games and go to the playoffs and almost made it back to back to another NFC championship game. Um, and that's just the type of leader he is. He demands it from his teammates. He demands it from the coaches. And I'll tell you this as a coach, if you're not on it, he is, and he, you, he, you will be found out because I guarantee you, he knows his stuff. And if you don't know your stuff, he's going to find out. He wants you to know your stuff, but I know with stout and everything stout knows his stuff. And there's always been some really fun conversations in those blitz meetings with those two. And, um, but what a special teammate, special guy, husband, father, all the good things. And, uh, just so the Eagles are very, very fortunate to have him. I know he loves playing for the Eagles, and but he's the man. So I asked a couple of your former teammates when we're about to do this interview. I said, "Is there anything I can ask Nick about that would that would be a good story?" Um, now, Jason, I think he's been a champion at this as well. But a couple of your teammates said, and "This is back in the day, I guess." You had the greatest beer chug they've ever seen in their life. Is that in Nick Foles' past? Do you remember a little competition with any teammates? 
I'm not bad at it. I'm pretty good. Jason's pretty good as well. Um, definitely a uh, a skill set. It was a bonding exercise at the University of Arizona. University of Arizona is a great college, but it also has pretty good parties. Um, so you you learn a few party tricks. Um, so that was one of them. And I just remember, I think it was at Xfinity Live my rookie year. We went there and we had some fans challenge a group of us, including me and Jason, to a, uh, was it a beer tower? Yeah. Um, chug off. So, I mean, I'm a rookie. I'm with, you know, Jason, all these guys. And Jason sort of knew I could chug a beer. And we we made sure we each chugged two of them. And then the other guys just handled their one because they, they weren't as good as us. And the fans were pretty rowdy. And they thought they were just going to whoop us. But we're competitive. And I think by the time we got that beer tower down, they, were, they still had half of theirs left. And I think we just walked off. Like, that was it. That was, that was a huge victory for us. So, little did we know years later we'd be winning the Super Bowl together. But that's a victory that I think him and I will always cherish as well versus the Philly fans. Yeah, that's some bonding. And I don't know if you notice, I'm sure you see the videos sometime in social media. Jason Kelsey is still doing this. Now, you might be retired from the beer chug game, but he is down there every summer down the shore, all day event, chugging beers with fans to raise money for the Eagles Autism Foundation. You know what? We might be able to make something happen in the future just for a good cause um, with Jason. Um, but you know, that, that I haven't closed that door either, but it'll be with Jason for a good cause with the Eagles fans, because I think that's pretty unique. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He, he has a lot more practice over the years. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a lot of, you know, sparkling water and trying to figure it out, but, uh, yeah, I still, I still, I still think I got it. I like this. This could be the war to settle the score with you and Jason Kelsey. That would raise a lot of money for the Eagles autism foundation. We've got it on tape now, so we're going to try to get this going. Yeah. There you go. We can make it happen. And I think Jason will prove it and uh, it'll be fun. Maybe him and I team up against some fans or something. We'll make it a little, a little, you know, Eagles football versus Eagles fans and see if we can recreate that experience. Amazing. Amazing. And fans are going to be able to come see it. The FanDuel and 97.5, the Fanatic Fan Fest in Philly, August 26th at Xfinity Live. We're going to get into some more details of that in a second. But I wanted to ask you, when you see those guys that you won the Super Bowl with over five years ago, and you see them now leading the way, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. How important is it that the Eagles kept these veterans here? They're mixing in a lot of young talent, a lot of draft picks, especially on offense. But how important are those veterans for these younger guys and the mix of the roster? Oh, they're they're so valuable. And Howie knows that. There's a reason that he keeps them around. Those are great teammates, um, great players. Um, the, the young guys have someone in the locker room to look up to that has been there and done it in that city. And you'll get, you know, teams will get guys that have done it at once upon a time, but it'll be a different city and they don't know necessarily the locker room and I know when I've gone to other teams like I've done it as well but you're trying to learn everyone's name you're trying to find a place for your family to live you're trying to find your kids school it's not like you're you're not in the city of Philly so these guys know how the city of Philly works they know the the fan base they know the love of the fan base they know like how strong they are um they they know all these things so um I think it's super super valuable how about quarterback Jalen Hurts? He's kind of following in your footsteps as Philly is the city of backup quarterbacks leading a team to a Super Bowl. What did you see from him last year? And you saw him up close and personal when he came to play the Colts. How how has he progressed and how impressed are you that he is an MVP caliber level, level now? Oh, I mean, he's he's playing outstanding. I think 
you see how he demands the respect of the team and, um, you know, the vets, the young guys. Um, he's a leader at such a young age. But he, he did that throughout college. And I think if you asked him, you know, his trials throughout college at Alabama and going to OU um, helped him in the situation he's in now where he is the franchise. He is not a backup quarterback. He is the franchise quarterback. He's the guy that they're going to lean on. He's the guy that's going to lead the city, the team. And he's doing an outstanding job of that. And he's got a, a great group of people around him to help him. He's got a great group of people up top in the building helping him. I mean, that's a very special place to go to work, whether it's, you know, you go in the cafeteria, you go – uh, in the weight room, you go in the training room. They got there's people everywhere that love the Eagles. They go to work every single day, and you know they have a quarterback in Jalen that can get the job done. So it's been fun watching them, and he's just going to keep getting better and better. It's interesting because going into last season, he said he had never had the same play caller two years in a row since his dad in high school. Now he's going into year three with Nick Sirianni, and I looked over your career. I don't think you ever got three years as a starter with the same coach. You had Andy Reid, then he's let go, then you had Chip Kelly, then you're going to a bunch of other teams, uh, then you come back to the Eagles for two years. But how important is that symmetry and the relationship and the chemistry when you can go into a year three together? Oh, it's huge. I, I think it's hard in the NFL. I mean, when teams have success, um, these coaches that are position coaches or offensive and defensive coordinators have dreams as well. And then they get presented with opportunities because the teams have been successful and, you know, they should go pursue their opportunities to lead a franchise. But in, when you have success, you end up losing the coaches on every single level of football. And it becomes really difficult to keep the same coordinators, the same offense. And I will say there's always a, a learning curve uh, with the offense. You can have literally the same play, but a different terminology, and it's going to slow you down a little bit. I know when I learned plays, like even with the Colts last year, uh, it was a totally different terminology list than I had in Philly. So it was so confusing when I call plays and I'd be like, oh, that's what that play is. Okay, that's what we called it in Philly. So I'd have to do these mental gymnastics that slow me down a little bit. Well, you know, this is going to be awesome for Jalen and the guys that are there because the terminology will be the same. The way they do things will be the same. They're going to add stuff. They're going to add new wrinkles. They're going to work on different things. But that's where you see the growth, like the language. They're just going to step in that huddle. He's going to get the play. He's not even going to think about it. He's going to call it. All they're focused on is just going out and executing. And if they do their job right every single day, the only team that can beat them is themselves. And that's what we had in Philly in 17 and 18 is we knew when we went in the game, we were good enough to play. And if we played well and we didn't, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot and have penalties and uh, misalign different things, you know, we were going to be just fine. We'd win the game. But sometimes you beat yourself. When you see Jalen Hurts, you talked about the leadership. Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb, they kind of recently over the last year said they wish they could have had that poise, that maturity, that focus, that leadership at such a young age. Is that something that's pretty rare in the NFL when you see you just turned 25 and, and you've got guys like DeAndre Swift just came here. He's quoting Jalen Hurts, keep the main thing, the main thing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, his leadership at a young age, it's just going to keep getting better and better. And he's just, you know, he's just got to stay true to himself. And obviously he's had great role models along the way. I think when I look back at my career, like it's the role models and the people that, you know, family, parents, coaches that have instilled those qualities that, you know, keep the main thing, the main thing, like he learned that somewhere and it's become something that it means something to him. And he knows because it means something to him and it's impacted him. It's going to mean something to his teammates. So he's going to share that with his teammates. 
And then along the way, you know, he's going to learn so much about himself through this process. He's going to, you know, he's going to impact his family. He's going to impact, you know, his teammates, his community. He's already doing that. And he's doing a great job. And um, I think as long as he does keep the main thing, the main thing and focus on that and not let it get too big for himself, he's going to be fine. But I mean, listen, he had a great high school career, went to Alabama, went to OU. Now he's in Philly. I mean, the guy's played big time ball his whole life. Um, he's been on the stage. He knows how to handle it. And he's doing a great job. When you look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, where do you think he ranks among the quarterbacks in the league? I mean, I think with what he did last year and his trajectory of where he's going, he's in the top tier. Um, there's not only – I mean, he can do it all. He can throw every single ball. He can move around. Um, the physical traits are very impressive. I mean, you can see, you know, videos or hear stories about him in the weight room. I mean, that's stuff that impacts the team. That's the mindset of the team. But the most impressive thing, that, the reason the team will have success is his leadership ability, his ability to speak to the team, his ability to walk the walk. Um, that's going to be huge. So I, I think he's in the top tier. I think he's going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, I mean, he's so, I mean, he's just beginning his career. His, his confidence is going to go through the root, but he knows he's putting in the work um, day in and day out. And that's where, like, you know what? He's confident, but he knows he can do it because he's put in the work and he's ready to roll. So Super Bowl this year, you had Andy Reid. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The guy who drafted you into the NFL, came out and saw you work out. Maybe he didn't, but I think Marty did. But you had Andy Reid against the Eagles, who you won a Super Bowl with, and guys you play with. Were you kind of torn emotionally watching the Super Bowl? I mean, Philly will always have my heart. Um, but I was really just trying to, you know, I have teammates and coaches on both sides. So I knew it was going to be a great game. And it, it was. I mean, it was unfortunate for Philly at the end. I mean, the Chiefs are a, a great franchise. I mean, both those franchises – um, I've played with different franchises throughout my career, grateful to them all, but both those franchises do it right. Um, you know, they they do a great job and you can tell a difference in, in those two. And there's a there's a reason they're both in the Super Bowl. And I mean, they're both going to be, you know, front runners this year to go get it done a, again. And you can see a rematch. Who knows? I mean, those teams are great. They're they're they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of great coaches. The cities are behind them. Amazing fan bases. Um, so it should it should be a really fun football season. I hate to put you on the spot, but you look at the NFL. I mean, do you think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC? Who do you think would be the best competition for them getting out of the NFC? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to do more studying on, like, who's done what. I've gotten away from it a little bit, to be honest with you. But I think anytime you win a, the NFC championship game, I mean, you're the team that people are going to be gunning for. But I also know that with each new season, I mean, you got to get the season started and the first, you know, four games of the season are so important to create that new identity. We learned that in 17, 18, you know, we won the Super Bowl, and then, you know, players sign elsewhere, coaches go elsewhere. I mean, Philadelphia lost their OC and DC. I mean, listen, it's a, it's a new coaching staff. They might have some of the same guys, but anytime guys are changing roles, it's, it, there's a learning curve. Um, it doesn't go as smooth as people would think. So I think for the Eagles, the first part of the season is huge just to see the dynamic of the coaches, how everything's working, 
um, how their new players are working, all those different things. But I mean, they're the front runner as it pertains to they won the NFC championship last year and they're going to be ready to roll. But I mean, it's going to be a strong conference and um, we'll see how the first four games, um, you know, work out. Nick, you've got great experience at this where you won a Super Bowl and you guys as a team coming back in 2018, you had different challenges pop up. Now, I don't know what's harder coming back after winning a Super Bowl or coming back after losing a Super Bowl. Because when you when you climb that mountain, the long journey and you lose the Super Bowl, you're like, man, we have to do all of that again. What are the challenges you think that they face from your experience? I think there's going to be a hunger inside them um, that, you know, they, they went all the way. They know they they know they can win that game. They know they can beat the Chiefs. Um, a play here, a play there, a game goes differently. Um, but at the end of the day, they know that they have a whole season ahead of them. So they have that confidence that they know they can do it. They know uh, the work and the preparation they put in the year before worked well for them, whether it was the routine, the schedule, the film study, whatever it was. So they have that confidence, but they're hungry. They're going to be ready to roll. Um, they're going to have something to prove, but it's a 17-week season. Like, it's a long season. It's a marathon. It is not a race, and guys know that. So you just take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Um, but I think you, when you win a Super Bowl, I mean, the Chiefs are a very um, exceptional team. With You know, Andy's not going to let them get too high, too low. I mean, he does an amazing job of that, and it starts with him. I mean, I've been in games where we played awful, and he kept everyone confident. And I played in games where we we played amazing. And he's excited. And he does his stuff at the end, but then it's right back to work. And that's why that franchise is so good. I know they have, you know, Pat and Travis and all these different things. But I mean, Andy's very good at keeping guys just focused. And so I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be ready to roll. Um, and they're probably the Chiefs are probably one of the better teams at winning a Super Bowl and being ready to go. I think it's easy human nature complacency sets in and. You think you want it, and it's just going to happen again. It's like, no, there's a lot of people out there that are very talented. There's a lot of great coaches that are working very hard to get their players ready um, to go into this season. So it's a, it's a hard NFL season. It's a long season with a lot of talent. So it'll be an exciting one. Both those teams are going to have, you know, bullseyes on them, and they're, they're going to get everyone's best every single week. No one's going to take a week off versus the Eagles or versus the Chiefs. So this past year you were with Indianapolis, and – Frank Reich was let go, your guy. And then Nick Sirianni, who, you know, worked under Frank, he comes back in the Indianapolis in that game. And I'm sure you saw the video where he told the Indianapolis crowd after the Eagles won that game, this is for Frank. And he got some retribution, a little revenge. Did you ever talk to Nick with about, about that? And what, what did you think of, of Nick kind of having Frank's back there, coming back there to Indy? Yeah, I actually don't really know Nick at all. Um, I'm sure at some point I'll meet him in, in Philadelphia. I just heard heard stories about him in Indy. Um, obviously, him and Frank were very close. And, you know, Frank was the reason I, you know, went to Indianapolis um, was to go play for him and help him and, you know, be with the guys. And I think that was a unique opportunity. It was sad how everything happened. And I think anytime you have a coach that has another coach's back or any a player has a player's back or whatever it may be in this league, you 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 enjoy that. You respect that because – um, it, it's a difficult league. Um, that was a difficult year last year. I know uh, Matt Ryan made a statement recently about the year and the way it went, and I hated it for Matt because, you know, Matt's an outstanding teammate and player. Um, you know, Frank's a great man and great coach, and it, in my opinion, it should have never happened that way. It did, and it, it, was, a, it was a tough year, we, but we got to go through it as uh, as teammates in Indianapolis and coaches and 
you know, we did everything we could to finish out the year. Um, it was definitely very difficult, but, you know, seeing Nick have Frank's back, I mean, you want to see more of that. You want to see coaches have coaches back and players have players back. That's what, you know, that's where the game's at its best, in my opinion. Well, you're coming back to Philly uh, in just over a week and a half, August 26th, Xfinity Live, FanDuel and 97.5 The Fanatic, the big fan fest. You got Brian Dawkins there, Darren Sproles, Scott Hartnell, Lou Williams, and of course, Nick Foles. You also have Fallout Boy and some musical acts. Um, why did you agree to do this and how special will it be to come back to Philly and have that experience with all these Eagles fans here? Yeah, I think just, uh, you know, especially during this time where you're you're sort of trying to just figure out life in the sense of apart from football. And if this is, you know, where your heart is with football. And I know I've gone through this throughout my career and it's always been sort of a hard thing. Uh, the opportunity was presented to myself um, to go back to Philly. Um, I had to think about it for a little bit just because you're in a unique situation. I mean, Philly's an emotional city for me. Um, going back there is emotional, but um, the opportunity to go be with the fans, be with some former teammates, some former people that I really love and respect um, is so unique. I think it'll be fun to be there. I'm excited to be there. I know there's some activities we'll have going on at the competitions. Um, and I think, you know, anytime, you know, Darren Sproles is one of my favorite teammates of all time. And, you know, obviously Doc was there with us, too, in a personnel position. But, I mean, Darren Sproles, you can't you don't get much better than that. If you could have you know, 53 Darren Sproles on a team, you're going to win every single Super Bowl. I mean, that's just the type of guy he is. So getting getting to see him, catch up with him, and then see the city of Philadelphia and be with the fans, uh, I think it'll be exciting. Xfinity Live, right? I mean, that's where the first competition was. So I'm not <laughs> that won't happen this time. I know I say, I made this statement. I know fans are going to try to push me. Nah, we're going to go have a good time. That's only with Jason Kelsey, and he he's focused on the season. Um, but I'm excited to go back. Yeah, and I see that uh, if fans want to go to FanFest and see all of you guys and meet you guys, uh, users can opt in with a promotion, make a $25 wager or more. You can get a free ticket, and that's to the first 10,000 people. That's a lot. That's like how many people were outside Taylor Swift outside the link. I know you uh, think you recently went and saw Taylor Swift. I did. I did. I went, I went with my wife to see it in at SoFi Stadium. I mean, what an impressive performer. <laughs> I mean, very impressive. So it was it was definitely fun to watch. And, um, you know, it, she's got quite the fan base. I'll say that. She has quite the fan base. But I have a feeling there'll be more Eagles fans ready to roll than Swifties. I love it. I love it. Um, and people can go to fanduel.com slash fanfest for that. Um, I, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot, but I wanted to quiz you. There are seven of your teammates from that Super Bowl team where you guys won the Super Bowl, left on the Eagles. Can you name the seven that are still here in Philly, still playing for the Birds? Oh, man. Obviously, Kels, Fletch, Brandon, Jake, um, Rick. That's five of seven. Name? That's a good batting average. Five of seven. Oh, you got Lane. There's uh, Who else we got? One more, and this one more. this surprised me too. I kind of forgot. Oh, uh, offense or defense? It is defense. Defensive Dang. line, and I'll be honest, I forgot as well. Defensive line, you gotta help me out, Derek Barnett. Oh, that's right. See, that's a sneaky year. one. 
That's a sneaky That's one. A I know sneak- Eagles fans listening to this, trying to figure out the seven. I mean, you're probably going to get five or six, but Derek Barnett, that's the one I was like, oh, yeah, uh, he, I kind of forgot. He, he had a pretty darn big play in that game, getting that fumble recovery, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, that's, yeah. A good, that's a good group of guys right there. Yeah. Well, to wrap this up, Nick, I loved what you said about uh, you kind of wish you never left Philly. When, when when you guys win the Super Bowl and then you had the next season, was there ever any talk? I know Carson Wentz got the big contract. Was there ever any talk? that you could stay and be the starting quarterback or it was, Hey, Carson is the younger player, the high draft pick, big contract. He's the quarterback. I mean, Carson was the quarterback. I mean, he was the guy they drafted. Um, the guy that, you know, had a MVP caliber year and, you know, unfortunately got injured again and was going through injuries, but, um, there was never any, you know, I think hindsight, you could say, you know, looking back, but no, there was never really any thoughts and, you know, it, it made sense. I mean, Carson Young playing well, uh, MVP caliber year, just got to get his injuries right. And then, you know, he had a, a good year the next year. And then, um, you know, they paid him to be the franchise quarterback. And it's just unfortunate. Sometimes it doesn't go how we think it. And, you know, I know and Carson, I still, you know, to this day, think he's a great player. Um, I, I was with him and all the things he can do throwing and everything. I know he's still out there working hard and I, I, I hope the best for him. I hope he, you know, can, I know he's had opportunities since, but you know, I know he can throw it and play if that's what he wants to do. Um, I know he's probably just waiting for the perfect opportunity, but um, there was no talks like that. And, you know, the Eagles made the decision they did and we love Philly, my wife and I and kids, we love Philly and we'll always go back and it'll always be special to us. And I think Philly fans really know that. I know the people at the, you know, at the facility, know that. And uh, you know what? We 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 were fortunate to be a part of the Super Bowl team, a great group of guys, uh, men and women. You know, obviously there's also women that work at the facility. So I got to include every single person that helped bring that Super Bowl to the city. And um, that's something we can always cherish. When you look back now with a little hindsight, is that the best Super Bowl ever played? I mean, you guys <clears throat> outdueled the GOAT coach, the GOAT quarterback. 41-33, I mean, what an incredible Super Bowl. Do you think it's the best one ever played? I think it's one of the top ones. I mean, there's so many great ones and so many great teams. I think the storyline and the way things went and how it was an offensive explosion when it was supposed to be a defensive battle and just how the game went, I think it's – you could argue is one of the more exciting for the fans to watch because there was fireworks everywhere. There was drama everywhere. There was um, so many things going on and – um, but there's so many great Super Bowls and so many great memories within the NFL. That's why it's, you know, the most one of the most popular sports in the world, most popular sports in the United States. And it's because people love it. And there's so many great games. And, you know, this season coming up, there's going to be a lot more great ones. I know everyone's excited. And, you know, I'm excited that we sort of get to start it out at FanDuel with everyone and have a good time with the fans. And just I'm excited to be with the, with the craziness of the Philly fans uh, a little bit more. All right. Well, I think I think when people hear this, they will bring a Kelly Green jersey for you or a bunch of them, probably with your name on the back. So I think you'll be able to wear one at FanFest. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to hit up the Eagles, too. Maybe they can get, get me one. I'll, I'll put it on. That's the that's the color right there. I'm, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. And you, you get to see him play in it this year against the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, but thank you so much for the time, Nick. And I tell you, uh, still to this day, I hear people talking about you helping to bring the first Super Bowl ever to the city. I took a drive over here to get 
to the Wells Fargo Center to do this interview. And uh, of course, the statue, I think it's still up. It was up last year with you and Doug. And then, you know, on the side of the link, we see your hands holding up the Lombardi trophy. Um, so you're you're a part of Philly history forever. You know what? It's a, it's a great honor. Um, it's something that I, I still don't think it just doesn't feel real. It's probably because I'm not there that often. Um, but it, it honestly is a great honor of mine to, to just be a part of the history of Philadelphia and, you know, grateful for all the people that brought me to Philly to be a part of the organization. And um, I, it'll be a place that taking my family there for, you know, the rest of our lives and visiting and just having so many memories will be so special. And I'm just super grateful for the city for just always embracing me and my family and my teammates. It's it's a special place to play. And, you know, it's not, it's not an easy place to play. It's a special place to play. So sometimes being special, it's very difficult, um, but super grateful for it. Well, I appreciate. Um, would you have time for one final question? What you got? All right. So recently, Trey Turner of the Phillies signed a big $300 million deal. He comes here. He's, you know, one of the great baseball players in the game today. And he's really struggled for the first couple months or half of the season. And, you know, there's probably a lot of pressure. He wants to live up to the contract. And then with the struggles, he hit rock bottom, made some bad defensive plays, but he comes home this past weekend or a week ago on the homestand and the city of Philadelphia said, we're going to give this guy a standing ovation. He came up to the plate. He got a standing ovation. And then the next at bat gets a standing ovation. Now he's on a 10 game hitting streak. He's hitting over 400 RBI in every game almost. And it's just like it, it, it switched like that. And I remember Super Bowl year, you were struggling those last couple games going into the playoffs. And then you had one of the greatest NFC title games and Super Bowls ever in the history of the NFL. So how fickle can the confidence be or the emotions or the mental side of pro sports for an athlete? I mean, it's like anything. I think you ask yourself as a human, like if you're confident in your job and what you do, you're probably going to do it better. And Sometimes when you you switch teams or you get a big contract or there's something new, like you're thrust into the season at the end of the season, you're just trying to get acclimated. You're trying to find that rhythm. You're trying to go to your subconscious thought where you're not thinking. And I think as a player, when you're when you're thinking, you're too slow. Like in the NFL or Major League Baseball, if you're having to think about what pitch you're seeing or what play call or whatever, you're just you're already beat. You're already too slow. It's when all of a sudden the play call comes in and you just feel it. You know, you just step up in the huddle, you call it, and you can see everything clearly. And sometimes you can't even explain how you made the throw or why you went there. Your body and your mind just are now connected and you're like in the game. And for me, that was all that was the second half of the Falcons game. I started just filling in, starting to find a rhythm. And that second half, that rhythm carried over to the Vikings game, which then carried over to the Super Bowl. Um, and I think anytime you have a fan base behind you and cheer you, sometimes your mind's like, man, I got paid so much in his situation. Like, I, I'm not, the pressure starts mounting. And probably when those fans cheered him on, I was like, you know what? Someone probably had a good conversation with him too. And like, listen, they paid you to do just what you do. You don't need to do more. You don't need to do less. Just do what you were doing when they paid you. That's what they paid for. They paid for that player. Because sometimes you get paid and you're like, I have to do more, more, more. It's like, no, they paid you for the player you are. Just keep doing what you're doing. You found that rhythm. You found out who you are. Just be that person. Don't add more weight. There's already enough weight with being a professional athlete and a family man and all the different things. Just be who you are. Focus on it and realize like there is more to life than sports, but you are doing sports now and just do it to the best of your ability. And 
I'm happy for him that he found a rhythm. And I know I found my rhythm. And a lot of it, too, in my position was my teammates um, stepping in the huddle, um, being with them, knowing that they had my back, I had theirs. And, you know, the coaching staff, they never gave up on me. They kept, you know, they built that game plan around me going into the playoff to where I would feel really comfortable. And it paid off. And um, we had a great team. Um, can't do it without team. Great answer. I appreciate that. That's great insight and perspective. I appreciate that. And I'm sure everybody listening to this will as well. And Nick Foles, we'll see you in Philly August 26th at the FanDuel Fan Fest along with 97.5 The Fanatic at Xfinity Live. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Fly goes fly. That's all I got to say. Fly goes fly.